A few years back, H&R Block offered to those people who walked in to have their taxes done, offered uh, to give a $1 million prize for all those people who had their names in their drawing. All they had to do is have their taxes done there. Glenn and Gloria Sims of Sewell, New Jersey, won the drawing, but they refused to believe the good news when they were contacted by H&R Block. Block made several attempts to contact the Sims by mail, back in the days where everything was snail mail, and by phone when it was a landline, and they always hung up on the calls and they trashed their notices by mail. Weeks later, H&R Block called one more time to let the Sims know that the deadline for accepting this offer was near, and if they refused to accept this offer, it was going to be on the NBC Today show very soon. At this point, Mr. Sims decided to investigate further. The result was Mr. and Mrs. Sims appeared on the Today Show to tell the world that they had accepted their $1 million prize. Mr. Sims explained this on the show. He said, from the time this has been going on, H&R Block explained to us they really wanted a happy ending to all of this. And they were ecstatic when they accepted their prize. God once a happy ending for all people. That's why he sent his son, the Lord Jesus, to be born in Bethlehem. When Jesus came, Jesus was that good news. But like the Sims, who didn't want to accept what they were offered, some people are reluctant to accept what God offers through His Son, Jesus. It just seems too good to be true. The two uh, passages read today by Andrew and Molly, Luke 2 and uh, Matthew 1, are uh, a description of the Christmas story. We could have also added uh, Matthew 2, which is, uh, is about the Magi coming from the east to worship the baby. But the Christmas story is about God working throughout history, announcing his plans and fulfilling them in scriptures. Hundreds and hundreds of years of God putting in information through his scripture. And then over hundreds of years, one prophecy after another was fulfilled ultimately in the birth of Jesus. Um, he would be a descendant of Adam, a descendant of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Judah and of uh, King David. That was a hundreds of people. That's why, uh, you know, there's a lot of parts in the Bible that are hard to read when you get to the begats. How exciting is that? But God was tracing the family lineage of Messiah. He had a purpose for the record that he kept. Um, in Luke chapter 1, his birth was announced to a virgin named Mary. Mary, as a virgin, gave birth to a son in fulfillment of Isaiah 7, 14. 
8th century BC prophecy from Isaiah. Luke 2 mentions the time and place identifying the government officials. And one of the things great about Luke is he is so concerned about details and accuracy and history. And so he mentions that um, Caesar Augustus is the emperor of Rome, and he's the one who orchestrated the census. And uh, he mentions that Quirinius is the governor of Syria. And we can place this uh, in historical time with accuracy. Joseph and Mary were from Nazareth, and it's a city in northern Israel. We don't know much about Nazareth before this time, but because of this census, they had to travel 70 miles plus to Bethlehem, to this small little city, to register for the census, because the emperor over in Rome said, I would like to increase my tax base, and so we're going to do a census to make this thing accurate. And so we've got to have this census, and so here Mary is pretty close to full term, and they have to go to the city of David, Bethlehem. And it was prophesied about the 7th century that Bethlehem would be the place of his birth. Micah 5, 2. And it was Isaiah 9 that said, Messiah would come out of the north, out of the area of Galilee, which didn't fit with Bethlehem or Jerusalem. At the birth of Jesus, when they went to Bethlehem, there was no room appropriate to give birth in, and so uh, the family was stuck with the livestock, and when Jesus was born, he was placed in a manger, a very humble beginning for the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, at the birth of Jesus in Luke chapter 2, the angels in heaven put on a light show, a great celebration in heaven, and they went to the angels and announced the birth of uh, the Lord who would be Christ. And the shepherds were so thrilled with this good news of great joy, they hurried off because they too wanted to see this baby and meet the parents. And while uh, Luke 1 and 2 focuses on uh, the story primarily from Mary's perspective, Matthew chapter 1 brings us more to the, what happened to Joseph? How does Joseph fit into the story? Matthew reports that Mary's pregnancy was conceived by a miraculous conception through the Holy Spirit. Joseph was not the biological father. This was a unique birth. Jesus' father would be God himself. It's a miraculous conception, a miraculous birth. Joseph's first thought was to divorce Mary quietly. He knew he wasn't the father. Didn't make sense to him that she was pregnant. Uh, Joseph was a good man. He was a righteous man. He wanted to do the right thing, and he wanted to do it quietly, and he knew he didn't want to marry somebody who had gotten pregnant. And so uh, he decides to divorce her quietly, but God steps in. And just like an angel came uh, to Mary to prepare her for what was to come, because it was an overwhelming event in their lives, the angel communicated in a dream to Joseph that he should marry. 
and that this child is conceived by the Holy Spirit, and this would be a miraculous birth, and, and Joseph should take her as his wife, and that's exactly what he, what he did. The angel told Joseph to name the child Jesus because he, because he would save his people from their sins. That is good news. Jesus came to save people from their sins. But this morning I want to take um, a focus just on one part of the Luke 2 story. And this is the good news announcement. In Luke chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. Do we have that? An angel of the Lord appeared to them, to the shepherds, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. This was the light show. This was spectacular. Uh, this was from heaven. And this was, the shepherds uh, weren't comfortable in this environment. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. The angels came to communicate that the birth of Jesus was good news. It was good news because Jesus is good news. Jesus would bring good news. He came to save people from their sins. All people. That was the message he came to do the work of his Father. We see that in the Gospels constantly where um, Jesus, my will, is, is, I've come to do the will of my Father. Jesus came to announce the good news. He spoke about it. He announced that the, God's kingdom, the kingdom of God was at hand. That was because the King, the Messiah, the Christ was present. And to confirm that and to bring proof of, of his words, he healed people. He cast out demons. He even raised the dead, offering miraculous proof of who he was and confirmed what he said. Ultimately, Jesus would go to Jerusalem as an adult, and there he would die on the cross for the sins of all of humanity, for all people. And this too was prophesied. When, when people began to look back and, and look at the words of Jesus and prophets like Isaiah, they began to see this was part of God's plan all along. And as we look back today, the moral debt for sin has been paid in full. And that is good news. God's offer is so much greater than H&R Block's offer. Some people would be happy just to take their offer. God's offer is good for all people, but it must be accepted just like the million-dollar prize. But here's God's offer. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son. That's why Jesus was born. That's how 
God Almighty entered the world in the human race as an infant. He came from heaven. He existed in eternity past, experienced glory with the Father, and then he descended to earth and, and came into an existence as a human on that first Christmas. God gave his one and only son that, here's the purpose, whoever believes in him, in Jesus, shall not perish but have eternal life. And that's the offer. That's the good news. That you and I can have a relationship with God. And it begins when we accept the offer by faith. By believing what God has said about his son. And why he came. Uh, Acts 16.31 says, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. It's by faith. And you know, if you're here today and you've never placed your faith in Christ, you can do that right this minute. You can do it anytime. But the offer is there and it must be accepted. Now, I want to make an application for everybody in this room. And um, the, the birth of Jesus was good news for all people. Jesus' life and his death were good news for all people. My question is this. Are you good news to all people? Jesus is good news. Are you good news to all people? Does your life reflect what Jesus is like? We have a statement in our vision that says this, and some of you will remember this. We dream of a church where people seek to be good news as they share the good news. People who seek to be good news. And here's the problem. Sometimes Christians aren't good news. Sometimes people in our world cannot see Jesus, who Jesus is and what he's like because of us. We're not always good news. Sometimes we're bad news. Sometimes it's, it's anger out of control. Nobody wants to be close to somebody who is so angry. Sometimes it's something like petty jealousy. How does that represent Christ? Sometimes it's our pride. Sometimes Christians think they're better than other people. That doesn't seem to represent Jesus. Sometimes it's just because of sexual immorality. People's attitudes and their actions, their behavior don't honor God. And people in our world recognize that you call yourself a Christian? Uh, sometimes it's just not being able to handle things like alcohol, you know, drunkenness. Sometimes it's our speech. Sometimes it's our critical attitudes, our critical spirits, and we criticize other people. Sometimes it's our gossip, talking about other people. Sometimes 
in reality, Christians are just really poor examples. That's what it means to be a follower of Christ. And Jesus wants us to be good news to our world. So what if this Christmas we were good news to, in all of our relationships? Whether it's uh, kids with mom and dad, whether it's spouses, how they treated each other. And I know when families get together, sometimes really mature people get together with their extended family or the, their siblings, and it, it, it can break down pretty quick. When somebody gets sarcastic and somebody starts telling jokes and somebody starts putting the other person down, and somewhere they cross the lines and they hurt people sometimes. Families are like that around the holidays sometimes. But what if we were good news to our coworkers and to our neighbors? And what if we reflected what Jesus was like? In John chapter 8, verse 12, uh, Jesus said these words. He said, uh, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but, but will have the light of life. Jesus is the light of the world. The world has darkness, has spiritual darkness, and Jesus shines brightly because of who he is, because he's a holy God, and he lived without sin, and at the cross gave victory over sin. He won in all of the sin issues, and he is the light of the world, and when we're following him, we too display that light. In Matthew 5, verses 14 through 16, uh, Jesus said to his followers, you are the light of the world. We are to be the light of the world as his followers. He says, a town built on a hill cannot be hidden, neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and give light to everyone in the house because light is to be visible and not hidden not covered up. Our Christian faith isn't to be covered up. And then he says in verse 16, in the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Jesus wants us, who are the light of the world, to shine before others, to put Jesus on display what is Jesus like? What is his character like? So when we get together with our family and our friends for the holidays, what would it be if we were all good news? What if we were loving and joyful? Loving instead of selfish. Joyful instead of grumpy, self-centered. What if we were living with peace from God instead of in great tension? What if we were patient instead of short and abrupt? And what if we were kind and full of goodness? What if we were faithful to Christ? What if we were gentle and self-controlled by the power of the Holy Spirit? You know what? That would be really good news. That would be good news. God gave His Son as a gift to our world. First Christmas gift to our world. 
And God has given you to be gifts to our world to represent Jesus. That would be good news for our world. We're going to have a candlelighting uh, time just as we close our service. Um, let's stand together, and I'd like to pray, and then I will explain how we're going to light the candles, okay? Let's pray together. Father, we uh, just uh, pause before you to remember the first Christmas that you sent your son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to be born in Bethlehem. And we just give you praise for sending your son and for the offer um, that you have given for all people, that you love all people, and you just invite people to believe in Jesus because he's paid the penalty for their sin, because he's the only way to have a relationship with God. I thank you, God, that Jesus was the light of the world, and he has called us to be lights of the world. God, may we uh, reflect Jesus in our relationships, in all of our relationships. May you enable us. May we ask you for your strength. May we admit our weaknesses and flaws to you and to people when we offend them. And God, may we represent Jesus well. During the holidays, when we are with family and with friends, but each day, just one day at a time, Help us to be the people you called us to be. Amen. You are the light of the world. Shine. God bless you. Merry Christmas.